Hello and welcome back to Season 6 of the Referendum Podcast, brought to you by FinFlamSports.com with your host Big John and lead analyst Jesse J. everyone this is your host big john i am live here with jesse J. jesse how you doing good how about you pretty good we got a really good show it's wild card weekend wild card weekend for the nfl we've got a lot of great games a lot of good scenarios um and then we're going to break that down the divisional round afc and nfc championship our super bowl predictions and let's get into it jess what's first so we're going to start with our first game on Saturday. It is going to be the Cleveland Browns going to the going to Houston to play the Texans. This, to me, is the most interesting game of wildcard weekend just because I think you have two teams that are completely different. You have the Browns, who have a veteran team. Uh, they have a veteran quarterback right now with Joe Flacco, who is, who is playing. You have the Houston Texans, who are a young team, young quarterback, young head coach. This is probably the beginning for them in – the first chance they really have to make an impact in the playoffs. Right now, Cleveland is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Well, I'm going with Cleveland. I think they have a better overall – I think they have a better team top to bottom than what the Houston Texans have. And on top of that, we have broke down the, the key problems that D'Amico Ryans faces when he goes against any tough defensive team. They have no offensive line. So I'm going to go Cleveland Browns by, by 14 points. I will go with Cleveland in this game, but I do think it's going to be close. The these two teams played earlier this season and Cleveland won by I think 17 points, maybe even 20 points. But CJ Stroud did not play in that game. I think this game will be closer, but I do think the Browns are the better team. They have more experienced players. I think this is the perfect spot for Cleveland to get a playoff win. So I remember Cleveland Browns as well. Um, CJ Stroud is amazing, but he's not a running quarterback. That defense is going to run after him. So him well, coming out the pocket is not something that he, he he does on the regular or that his game is known for. So them putting that much pressure on him, it's going to make him scramble. And they only have one good wide receiver. Tank does that for the rest of the season. He's not yeah. coming back. They have nobody to throw the ball to. So no matter how good he is, he's not going to be able to save the Texans at all. The Browns are going to dominate this game. I do see Joe Flacco throwing about one or two interceptions in this game that are going to put it and make people think it's going to be really close, but it's really not. The Browns' defense is going to take over, and Joe Flacco's going to go into playoff mode, and he's going to destroy these guys. Yeah, I think, to me, this is really interesting to watch C.J. Stroud in this playoff game because C.J. Stroud has the ability to scramble. He has good mobility. He just doesn't run a ton. And I go back to the game he played in college, Ohio State, Georgia, in the college football playoff. He did a lot of scrambling in that game, or he had moments where he – was was scrambling and he did a really good job of scrambling and extending plays and drives. He might need to do that in this game if they're going to be able to keep it close. Our next game is the Miami Dolphins going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a four and a half point favorite. The Dolphins are banged up on defense. The Chiefs are back after a bye week, basically, for most of their key players. And you really you look at a beat-up team with the Dolphins where you have Tyree Hill's banged up, Jalen Waddle's banged up, Raheem Mostert's No Bradley banged. Chubb? 
Nick, Nick Chubb and Jalen Phillips, their two best pass rushers, are out with injuries. They they just signed Justin Houston. Uh, they just brought in or elevated Bruce Irvin at defensive end. This is a really banged up Dolphins team. Yeah, I hope we destroy these guys. Um, I think Terry Kill's gonna want to try to make up for how bad he played when these when the, when these two teams first met this season. But I think the Chiefs can just dominate this game, and it's gonna be like I said, it's gonna be really fucking cold this game. By game time, I think it's supposed to be two degrees or zero degrees, and that's not even including the wind chill in the bowl. These guys who play in Florida are not used to this cold weather, with, with the exception of Tyreek Hill. Yeah, no, I, I think I think this will be a. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a blowout, but I think the Chiefs will win by ten. Um, I say that having almost no confidence in the Chiefs' offense, at least up until this point. But I think he is going to have trouble with how cold it is, and I think it's mainly going to. I think it's going to affect their deep passing game. I think what we're going to see Miami do is come out and maybe take a couple shots to start the game. But I think it's going to be a lot of quick passes, a lot of their timings based stuff. And I think the Chiefs have the physicality to kind of throw it off, which is why I'm confident that I think the Chiefs can slow down the Dolphins, even if they start decently fast. I just think the Chiefs can kind of get physical and it can wear down the Miami offense. I will go with the Chiefs in this game. If the pass rush is able to put pressure on Tua, the game is done. If they cannot and he gets... Jalen Waddle, or he gets Tyree Kill open, we could lose the game pretty substantially, and um, I'm going to be pissed even more so because I hate their I hate their head coach. Mike McDaniel's is overrated, and I don't think he's that good of a coach. Our next game is the first game on Sunday, the noon 12 p.m. game, or at least it, if you're in Kansas City, the noon 12 p.m. game. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers go to Buffalo to play the Bills. The Bills are a 10-point favorite. I am tempted to say that just first reaction on this game is that the Steelers cover. I almost want to take them to win, and I think I will take them to win. I am with you, Jess. I really am. Something about it just tells me that Mike Tomlin is going to outcoach Sean McDermott, which is not going to be really that fucking difficult because if he doesn't win this game, I think he should be let go. And I won't be surprised if he's fired. You and I have talked about this all season, how he has done a horrible coaching job with that team. I'm going to take Mike Tomlin. Oh, yeah. The, the The concern I have about Buffalo is that they've kind of looked sloppy in some of these games. This is the type of game where you have to get a lead on Pittsburgh early because if you let them hang around, they're just going to muck the game up and they're going to wait for Josh Allen to start making mistakes. And, and he will. if you're the Bills, you don't want to get in the game where the other team's basically waiting on Josh Allen to throw him a, to throw him a jump ball. And Mike Tomlin in these type of games is so dangerous because he's an underdog. He's going to stress all week that he's an underdog. And I think they have enough offense to kind of at least bother the Bills. I think they can be physical enough to bother the Bills' defense. This is a game that I think right now Buffalo is a big favorite, but it would not shock me if this game is close. And I'm going to just go straight up and pick the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game. I'm with you on that. Um, So are there any notable injuries for the Pittsburgh Steelers before I – before we go to the next one? Or or is T.J. Watt playing or or what? That's the biggest injury – for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now is TJ Watt being out of this game with a knee injury. Uh, that's going to hurt their pass rush, especially against Josh Allen, who doesn't have to worry about TJ Watt. And he can also, he's, he's a mobile quarterback. And now you don't have TJ Watt chasing around a very mobile quarterback. Is the guy so, that's, that's being put in his place for TJ Watt, is he any good? I, I don't know who's going to take his place. He's not going to be as good as TJ Watt. That's the one concern I would have if I was the Steelers. Or if I was the Steelers. 
is how you replace the or I won't even say replace TJ Watt because you can't, but how they game plan around not having TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. But the other guy on the other side, Highsmith, good pass rusher. Cameron Hayward, really good interior defensive player. I think the Steelers are going to find a way to kind of muck this game up. And this is a game where Pittsburgh, their main goal is going to be to try to run this clock down and keep it close. If they can be within a score or even have the lead going to the fourth, that's what they want to do. They want to wait for Josh Allen to make a mistake and then capitalize and or try to put the game away at that point. And I just given how the Bills have played, they've been so up and down. This is a game that if you've watched the Bills at all this season, you would not be shocked if this is a 16-13 game going to the fourth quarter with the Steelers with the three-point lead. Yeah, I'm, I, Josh Allen's going to make mistakes in this game, and we know it. And Josh Allen's had – he's had big games at times in the playoffs. Uh, I think back to when they played the Patriots in 2021, he played almost perfect in that game. The problem with Josh Allen is that for every two games he's really good, that third or fourth game – he just is very inconsistent and will have some really head-scratching turnovers. And I just, I don't know with how he's played this year, how you can expect him to be consistent for, I would even say, I, I, I would say multiple games at the time, but at with him, it seems quarter to quarter at times. Yes. And this, this Steelers team is not the type of team I think you would want to do that with because you know Mike Tomlin, if this game is close, in the first half at all. If if the Steelers can keep it tight, they're going to start to turn up the pressure on Josh Allen, and they're going to try to force him into some mistakes. And with Josh Allen, the way he's played this year, there's going to probably be a couple mistakes. In his past, in, in, in the last four games, he's thrown four interceptions. And, and, that, and then you take into account he had three turnovers against Miami, a banged-up Miami defense. He had two interceptions and a fumble. I just I think the Bills are better than the Steelers. But when you can't trust the quarterback to consistently take care of the ball, and when he tries doing too much at times, that's a team that any given game they can lose because their quarterback costs them the game. Now, this could be a blowout. This could be a Bills blowout where Josh Allen just plays perfect and everything goes right for them. But right. just seeing how Josh Allen has played this season, I think this game is going to be pretty close. And I'm going to take the Steelers straight up to win this game. I'm with you. Our next game is the Green Bay Packers going to Dallas to play the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a seven and a half point favorite. What do you what are your thoughts on this? Well, the Cowboys have not lost a home game in sixteen or seventeen games dating back to last year, and I don't think they're going to lose again at all if they play at home. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys over the Packers in a very tight game. I think it's going to be probably within within a field goal. I think That's it's going to be a tight game. game. I think it's going to be a tight game, but you might be. You might be surprised by this. I actually think that I don't trust Matt LaFleur in this game. Just given his playoff history, this is his first game without Aaron Rodgers in the postseason. I feel like this is going to be a close game, but I think we're going to come out of this game saying, oh, my God, I, I can't believe Mike McCarthy's not the one who messed it up. It was actually Matt LaFleur. So mm-hmm. that, that's my big prediction in this game is that the Cowboys won a close one and that we talk, the, the talking point coming out of this game is how Matt LaFleur messed up the end of the game. I could definitely see that. And the way that – you know, we, you and I have spoken about this year about how animated he's been on the sidelines of just doing things that a head coach should never do, especially regarding and towards his his rookie his, his rookie quarterback, right? Well, you just yeah. don't know the things he's done this year. Yeah, well, he's been in the league a few years, but this was yeah, this is your quarterback who this is this is his first season as a starter, and I feel like the coaching there has been uneven at times. Yes, so you're going for the Cowboys. 
I'm going for the Cowboys. That didn't surprise but, me at all. Well, yeah, I I told you how I thought I thought the Cowboys could be a Super Bowl team this year. You did, but also I know you don't like Matt Lafleur. Well, yeah, I'm not I'm not a big Lafleur guy. Just get, given some of given some of his just boneheaded decisions in the playoffs, I think this is going to be a bonehead off between Matt Lafleur and Mike McCarthy. Which one of these dumb coaches does something dumb first or and last? Which which one of these coaches does something dumb first, and which one of them does something dumb last? Bingo. Our last Sunday night game is the Los Angeles Rams going to Detroit to play the Lions. The Lions are a three-point favorite. See, you said that the Browns and Texans was the most interesting game. It's very interesting. This well, is the most interesting game to me. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think that the story's already kind of built in. For me, when it came to the Browns and Texans, it's just those are two teams in completely different spots where the Browns are a veteran team that <clears> they're they finally got back to the playoffs and they're trying to make a push with a defense having a great year and Joe Flacco is playing out of his mind right now. And the Texans are clearly one of the young teams, in the AFC that's going to have a chance to be a factor for years uh, with CJ Stroud. This game is just, it, you already knew it was going to be big because it's Matt Stafford going back to Detroit to play a playoff game against his former team. This to me is the, I know the Packers Cowboys are two big brands going up against each other, but to me, this is my actually favorite game of the weekend in, in terms of the wild card game. Because of the story going into this, that the Lions are resurgent, and a lot of it has to do with them trading Matt Stafford and Jared Goff having a lot of success as their quarterback, and Matt Stafford comes back as a Super Bowl champion. Yes. Well, this is this is the game of the week for me. Yeah, I'm I've been a huge Matthew Stafford fan since he came out of college, and the dude is amazing. He's a gunslinger. I mean, you, I mean, I know you've heard. The stories about Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians said, no matter who it is, or he said, no matter what time it is or where it's at, if I'm there, the one guy I have to go see is who? Is Matthew Stafford throw the ball before the game starts. Because nobody slings that ball like him because he's a gunslinger. He's old school gunslinger. And I think this game is probably going to be the highest scoring game of the week. The Rams secondary is not as good as their front seven. Yeah, Rams secondary, very inconsistent. And the problems I've had with... Um, Number one and number two, both corners, I have had a fucking yelling attack at the TV every time I watch them. I believe it's Yeast, and it's I can't remember the other guy, but they have not done well against decent wide receivers. Not at all. I could see this game being in the 50s, a piece. I really can. The, the Lions are going to want to play hard for Jared Goff. Jared Goff's going to want to play hard to protect his ego. The, the Lions fans are going to want to make sure that, okay, we're going to give Matthew Stafford protect, uh, his respect, but he don't play for us anymore. But on the flip side, Matthew Stafford is like, yeah, motherfuckers, you guys got ready. I want a Super Bowl. I'm about to win another one. I'm going to prove it. And I see Matthew Stafford throwing for 400 yards and four touchdowns in this game and winning the game. I'm going, for, I'm going with the Rams. I think that the Rams have a more experienced co head coach. They have a better quarterback. They have a better front seven. Their secondary sucks. The Lions have a, a horrible secondary. Their front seven is not as good as the Rams. Their quarterback is not as good as the Rams. And their head coach, I like a lot, who should get the, the coach of the year this year, is not as a good coach, as not, is not as good of a coach as Sean McVay is, who has done the best coaching job he has done his entire career. I think this was a terrible matchup for I think this was a terrible matchup for the Lions playing the Rams because I think the Rams can exploit some of their weaknesses. I will be going with the Rams in this game. Veteran quarterback veteran head coach guys like Aaron Donald who can single-handedly wreak havoc on you I I think the Rams win this game and I'm going 
I'm going to go with a close Rams win here. I think they win 34-31. I'm going 51-44 Rams. And, and it goes to overtime. And we're and we're going to our last game of wildcard weekend, the Monday night game. The Philadelphia Eagles go to Tampa to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Philly is a three-point favorite. They have been very shaky going into the playoffs, and I don't know how you can trust them to win this game. Tampa's been beat up. They won an ugly nine nothing game over the Carolina Panthers to clinch a playoff spot. But given all given all that and how much the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers haven't looked right, I don't know how you can have confidence going with Philadelphia in this game. I think they're the better team. They have more talent. But I just I'm gonna go with the Bucks in this game because I think I trust the Bucks a little bit more than the Eagles. The Eagles seem like they have kind of quit. They're gonna have to find it real quick if they don't wanna get bounce quickly and i think they will get bounced i just don't like the energy from that team right now i think that the rams have i mean the rams the buccaneers have have struggled throughout the entire season hit or but miss. They've it, poured out some good games yeah the, the buccaneers and, and, the buccaneers have just been hit or miss sometimes when you get sometimes you get the buccaneers and they can't move the ball and they just look sloppy offensively sometimes they look sloppy defensively then other times they're getting pressure on the quarterback and baker's slinging it you just don't know what you're gonna get from week to week and that's a scary team to play if you're the Eagles because if Baker's on and that team is scoring points, the Eagles at times have problems just running basic offense or their defense just has problems stopping people in general. Yeah, I think I think everything you said is right, um, but I think that the biggest factor between both these teams that I think has who has the upper hand is none other than Todd Bowles. I think Todd Bowles' defensive creation is going to – out-trick the Eagles offense and they're going to get shut down. So I think he's a biggest factor factor in this game. I would, I would say that um, Baker Mayfield maybe, but he won't be. I think Baker Mayfield has been restrained and he's been smart about getting rid of the football when he needs to and not taking so many sacks as he's done in the past. Um, Nick Sirianni, he's a dickhead. I'm not going to go for him, but I love Jalen Hurts. I'm a huge Jalen Hurts fan, but their offensive line sucks. Their defense sucks. Their secondary sucks. Their front seven sucks. They're not a good team. The only thing good about that team is their running back, their quarterback, and their wide receiver. Other than that, they have nothing else to ensure that they can actually get a win. So I think Todd Bowles designing his defensive schemes as he's going to do, it's going to hurt the Eagles really, really bad. And I could see the Buccaneers winning by 10. I will also go with the Buccaneers just because I don't trust Philadelphia right now. That Despite the fact the Buccaneers have been really consistent, the Eagles just, they're a team that if this game does not start well and they get down, I don't feel like they're going to have any punch to get back in the game. This, it's so interesting because the Eagles are the better team and on paper they should win. But if this game starts out where the Buccaneers get up early, I think the Eagles are just going to go into full shutdown mode and they're, they're going to be booking their flights to Cancun. I just, I, I don't have any faith in that team to get it together for more than maybe one game versus the Bucks, who are a team that has been up and down all year. And in this case, I'm going to go with the Bucks to win this game. I agree. So now we're going to go on to our predictions for the AFC and NFC Championship game. We will start with the AFC Championship game. In the AFC Championship game, I have the Chiefs and the Ravens, and I have the Ravens advancing on to the Super Bowl for the AFC. Well, I have the Browns, and I have the Chiefs. Um, and I think the Browns are going to advance to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean... The, the I think Browns the Browns have a better wide receiving core. Amari Cooper is better than anybody the Chiefs have by far. 
And the connection he has with Joe Burrow is something that Patrick Mahomes has lacked all year with the connection that he's had that he needs with the wide receiver. It just isn't there, and it's not going to be there. Um, the one thing, the one thing I would say about the Browns though is I just I know Flacco's played really well in It's a Great Story. Eventually, he's going to have the game where he looks like a forty-year-old quarterback who can't really move, and that's my one concern with the Browns. They're going to need in that game their defense to be really good, and I just. I'm concerned about that offense because Joe Flacco's look good at times, but there's going to be a game where Joe Flacco has 150 passing yards going to the fourth quarter, and he just looks like a 40-year-old backup quarterback. That may be so, but it doesn't mean it's going to be this year. It may be next season. I also think that with Kareem Hunt coming, if 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 the Browns go against the Chiefs, Kareem Hunt's got something to prove against the Chiefs. I don't think Kareem Hunt's that good anymore. Okay, you're a hating-ass motherfucker, but whatever. I- well, I will tell you what Kareem Hunt's stats Over the span of six weeks, he had a fucking touchdown in, in, in those games. Kareem Hunt had 135 carries for 411 yards. Yes, he had nine touchdowns. He has three yards a carry. He is a he is a short yardage power back. That's it. There's nothing wrong with that. He, he's a very mediocre short yards power back. They used him for what they needed him, and he got nine touchdowns. Nine their defense is better than the Chiefs. Their offense is better than the Chiefs. Yeah, their def- I would say their, their special defense- teams is better than the Chiefs. The only thing that the special teams is not better at is what, Jess? Kicking. I I would say the thing that concerns me about Cleveland is that their defense has moments where they give up a lot of points. There, there are times where their defense has given up points. I think the Chiefs' defense, well, they don't take away the ball, and that's I think that their defense's biggest flaw is they don't take away the ball enough. The Browns, I look at their defense, and they they'll at times give up points, and that's that's kind of my one concern for them, is that they have games where they've given up 30-plus points. And you just hope that's not a game where Joe Flacco struggles in. Uh, right. We are moving, moving on to the NFC Championship game predictions. I have the Rams at Cowboys with the, uh, with the Cowboys going on to win that game and advancing to play the Ravens in the Super Bowl. I have the Rams at the Cowboys as well, but the streak is snapped. And, the, and Matthew Stafford defeats the Cowboys to advance to another Super Bowl, and he wins his Super Bowl second. I, I have the I have the Cowboys over the Ravens in my prediction for the Super Bowl. I have the Cowboys finally winning a Super Bowl. Uh, I think a lot of the hype is going to be going into Lamar for that game, and it's so hard for MVPs to win Super Bowls. The, the, it would actually be very it – it would be one of the more interesting things if Lamar did win the Super Bowl this year as likely MVP – with Mahomes and Lamar winning it back-to-back as MVPs hadn't been done in over 20 years. And at, at this point, it might happen in back-to-back seasons. Correct. So well, you, I got the Rams taking it all. So and if you, not, I won't, be, I won't be mad if Cleveland wins the Super Bowl either. You have the Rams over the Browns. I have the Cowboys over uh, the Ravens. Those are our Super Bowl predictions for this year's playoffs. It is about to be interesting, exciting football. Um, and you know what the fucking – Crazy thing is, these are just predictions. Jess and I could be wrong, like it's not shit. I will want to mention Sean McVay is, I think he's lost nine out of ten times against San, Francisco, San Francisco's head coach. God, I can't think of his name. Um, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Thank you. One of the and few. Wins, I think the only one he might have is that the year they had the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, the NFC Championship game uh, over the 49ers when they got to the Super Bowl and won it. Correct. So I, they're a team that can beat them again. They just beat them Sunday. So I think the Rams will be the team to beat the Super, the, the 49ers. And I also have that happening in the divisional round as well. We didn't go over the divisional round games, but I, I have the Rams over the 49ers in the divisional round. 
feel like that's a tough matchup for the 49ers. That's playing a team a third time. And I feel like the Rams have players like Kobe Turner and Aaron Donald that can really cause a lot of havoc for a guy like Brock Purdy. I, I agree with that 100%. And if not, then our predictions are just going to be losses. I do find it both interesting. We have the Chiefs in the Asian Championship game, though. I know. I don't know how we got there, Jess, but you're damn right about but that. I think I think it speaks to the AFC being weak and the, the Chiefs, despite the fact that this is a down year for them, if they get to the AFC Championship game, I know I'm not – you know, we're both not in the business of, like, moral victories and stuff like that, but the fact that if Mahomes gets this team to an AFC Championship game with having practically no receiving core I, I, or receiving core, I, I don't I, – I think that's a testament to how great Mahomes is and how great the Chiefs' defense is if they can get to the AFC Championship game. Because Mahomes isn't really working with a lot, and he's he's faced a lot. Of, he's had a lot of criticism from people this year. I think we are expecting him to get to at least the AFC Championship game. Speaks to how how great he actually is. That how much actually, respect we have for him. Yeah, and that he's going to at least give the Chiefs a chance to maybe even get to the Super Bowl. Yes, I, and, I agree with that. And I would say I would say the one thing is whether they do or don't get to the Super Bowl or win it, I would say what. The main thing the Chiefs are after the Chiefs are going to have to do going to the offseason is fix the receiving uh, room. It, the receiving room right now is devoid of talent. They got to get better players in there. Well, also the offensive line after the six week uh, of this year, they went downhill dramatically, really, really bad. The offensive line has got to step up this week and throughout the, the entire playoffs. Otherwise, it's going to be the Bills versus the fucking Texans in the AFC Championship. The, uh, to me, I do think I do think it's interesting because I think the Bills are the Bills are to me an interesting team because they're good enough to they're good enough to get to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're good enough to win it because I don't trust Josh Allen to play four great games in a row. And I think to win the Super Bowl, he's got to play four good to great games in a row. And let's not forget. If, all, oh, just to, to finish that point though, I think he's also he's inconsistent enough where they could get the Super Bowl and lose, or they could lose to the Steelers in the first round of the playoffs. I, I don't – I mean, there's not really any in between with him. They literally could do either, and it would not shock me. So if the Bills win and we win, we go against each other again in the divisional, correct? In Buffalo, yes. Okay. So that means the Browns go against Lamar. And that's something we didn't we, – we skipped over uh, the divisional round. That's a headline right there. That's the same thing as the Rams versus the Lions. That's Joe Flacco going back to the team that cut him. Well, and, and you take it a step further, that's a divisional game. That's a, that's a rematch of a divisional game. Yes. I feel like I feel like that's the one team the Ravens don't want to see before the AFC Championship game is a team like the Browns because the Browns, while I don't think their roster is as good, I think because of, because of their divisional rival and how physical that game is going to be, that's a game you don't want to have to play, and then play the AFC Championship game the next week. That that's a game that even if the Ravens win, I do think it could be tough on them to recover because that game is going to be really physical. And then you got to go get ready to play a game the next week. Exactly. And I think that the Browns are, have been more battle-tested than the Ravens. And I think that's fair to say. It, I mean, is it not? Yeah, no, I think I trust the Browns. If that game is close, I think I trust the Browns to make a play late in that game more than I do the Ravens. Just because I haven't seen it a lot from the Ravens. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Anything oh, else you want to add to this? One last, one last thing. Do we think any of these teams that loses in the playoffs – is going to fire their coach. Yes. Sean McDermott needs to go. See, I think I think there's two teams. I think I, I, I think if the Bills lose to 
I think if the Bills lose to the Steelers, they probably get rid of McDermott just because at that point you were the two seed. You're playing a team that's playing their third string quarterback. You can't lose to the Steelers in that situation. And then you have the Eagles where if they lose a game and they just give up versus the Buccaneers, I think they ultimately move on from Sirianni if it's one of those situations where they get blown out by the Bucs and they just completely give up. I mean, you're exactly right. Now, if something happens, if you've lost five of the last six games, I don't think that you can turn it around for three more, excuse me, for three more games after that. No, yeah, I, I don't, I feel like if the Eagles, if the Eagles win this game against the Bucs, they probably lose to the Cowboys the next week because that's most likely the team they would play. And I, th- I think the Cowboys are just a better team than the Eagles right now. Wouldn't it be amazing if the fucking Cowboys just lose? Well, I and, mean, and Jordan Love goes on a fucking a streak like we've never ever seen before. The Packers have the talent. They have they they have a young quarterback and a lot of young receivers. If Christian Watson's playing and he plays great and Jordan Love plays great, they win that game. Do you want a bold prediction though? If we're gonna throw a bold prediction out there, it wouldn't shock me if the Packers beat the Cowboys if we see them go on like a 2021 Cincinnati type run and get to the Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. Because they have a lot of good young playmakers, and their defense can get a little bit of pressure on you. That that's a team that I wouldn't want to play if I'm San Francisco, because that's that would that'd be a team that they probably could get matched up against. Well, I Actually, think the Rams versus the Packers. Yeah, huh? if they're the seven seed. If they beat the if the Packers beat the Cowboys, they would play the 49ers. Though. I mean, yeah, if, that, if if the Rams go against the Packers, the yeah, Rams are so, are gonna destroy them, huh? So if if the Packers were to upset. The Cowboys, they would play the they would play the 49ers that next week. The Rams would then play the Detroit Lions. Or not no, the, the, the Rams would then play the Bucks. The Bucks, yeah. Or the Eagles. Bucks or Eagles. In which I would I think the Rams would win that game. I think they might be six point favorites in that game. Versus either of them. How fucking crazy would it be if the Bucks go to the fucking Super Bowl? Well, their path, their path is beat a banged up and seemingly tired beat up, angry, frustrated Eagles team, and then, they, then they're then they playing the Cowboys or Lions next. And it's well, not like to, to be fair, like I said, Todd Bowles is going to be the biggest factor in this game. Vita Vea is so good, he could be the other fucking deciding factor that's just going to fucking dominate this game well, on defense I, for this team. That's I believe they're the only team that has stopped the touch push this year, and it was with Vita Vea at nose tackle. That is a question, is if, if you can't run the ball, if, if the Eagles can't run the ball, are they going to be able to throw the ball 30 or 40 times? I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, the game's in Tampa, so it'll probably be decent condition. Decent well, condition. To, be fair, to be fair, too, Jess, I mean, Chris Godwin has fucking sucked this year. But what happens if he comes alive in, 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 the, in, the, in these playoffs? Well, especially against this team. that They're playing yes. a team with the secondary that I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust teams with veteran corners like that who – against talented receivers just get cooked and that that's one of those reasons why i think the eagles are gonna have to play a good game if they want to win i don't think it's gonna be a cakewalk like it was earlier in the season because i don't think the eagles are that same team anymore or at least that's what they've shown me over the last half of the season it's gonna be so exciting i can't wait there's so many scenarios that we could just fucking keep going on and on about but a hell of a show, a hell of a of, of some interesting predictions. Um, oh, one last thing: what do we think of the what do what do we think of the Chiefs Dolphins being on Peacock? The Chiefs what? The Chiefs Dolphins being on Peacock outside of the Kansas City and Miami markets. Um, people will watch. Yeah, I, I did they, hear that the Chiefs game is not going to be broadcasted in St. Joe. I don't know if that has anything to do with Peacock at all, but they're their own market. St. Joe's its own market. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. I believe this is the first all streaming game, or at least playoff game, 
it'll be interesting to see how well it goes for Peacock because the last thing you want is for it to not handle the amount of people on it and it crashed. Oh God, don't say that. So if that's, if you're that's a fucking great if, point, but if you figure WrestleMania had, I don't know, millions of viewers live streaming on Peacock, that'll be fucking five times the numbers on fucking Peacock like yeah, the NFL. It could be between twelve to fifteen million. Exactly. Because- believe amazon prime is doing for thursday night games this is a playoff game so uh, yeah i could maybe 10 to 15 million can you handle that it'll be it'll be interesting to see what people say outside of the kansas city miami market as to how peacock actually worked and if it if it was a success or not well i can't wait the playoffs start 3 30 central standard time browns texans and finish monday night with the Eagles versus Bucks, seven o'clock. Can't wait. Go Chiefs. Go Browns. Go Rams. Any last thoughts, Jess, before we close this, this show out? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see how these playoffs kind of develop. Because in the playoffs, we've seen over the last few years, your quarterback, you need your quarterback to play pretty efficient if you're going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, there have been teams that have gotten to the Super Bowl with okay quarterback play, like I think of San Francisco. Uh, they were a team that got to the Super Bowl without an elite quarterback. But they weren't able to finish it, and a lot of it came down to the fact it was Patrick Mahomes versus Jimmy Garoppolo. I wonder what happens in these playoffs. Because last year, I would argue, it was the two best quarterbacks of that season in 2022 in Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. Do we get something like that again, where even in a year when the offense is down, do the best quarterbacks emerge to appear in the Super Bowl this year? And that's going to be Lamar Jackson and who? With the way this season has gone, I would probably say Dak or Jordan Love. That's fair. Or or Matthew Stafford. Oh, Matthew Stafford, especially in the second half of the season, too. Yeah. He's been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, I can't wait. Everybody, thank you for joining us this season for the Referendum Podcast. It's been a really good, exciting exciting season. Um, Like I said, a bunch of headlines. It's going to be a great weekend this weekend and going forward for the rest of the playoffs. And then don't forget... After this season's over with the NFL, we have the new merged spring league between the XFL and the USFL, which has merged into the UFL. So I can't wait for that. Um, and that's and the season starts March 30th. So, Jesse, thank you very much. It seems like this may be our last uh, NFL podcast of the season. If so, I've enjoyed my entire time with you this year and can't wait to see you for the UFL. Thank you, everybody. You don't stop. It's happening in the world today. You don't. You don't. You don't. We need to make a change one day. Thank you everyone for listening to the referendum podcast brought to you by fin flam sports we would like to invite you to like us on all social media platforms twitter facebook youtube wherever you can find somebody we're there tiktok please like subscribe follow whatever you can do to give us your support we truly appreciate it we hope to see you next time